Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Follow That Peace. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you want to be where we are. We thank you that you want to hang out with us and teach us, just like you did in the day that you were here. You want to be with us and teach us. You want us to know how much you love us and how to live in your kingdom and represent you and be that witness for you here and now. And so we just thank you and praise you and give you all the glory. We love you. Amen. So, follow that piece. It always reminds me of that cool movie. I always love Big Bird. Follow that bird. Whenever I hear something, follow that. And God said to me today, follow that piece. He wants his people to know how to follow that peace. That peace that rules in your heart. Talk about feeling. You know, I hear so many people say, oh, I feel this way, I feel that way. There's not a better feeling than feeling that peace that passes all understanding. That peace that you get from God for when you do His will. When you're right with Him, when you do whatever He tells you to do, when you just give in and do like Colossians says, to let His peace, His way rule in your heart, you just decide that you're going to do life His way. That peace and that joy, that contentment, there's not a better feeling, and I live for that feeling. I have to have that feeling. I'm addicted to that feeling, and you will be too when you get it. You know, if we're not following our hearts, if we're not following that peace, that peace that we get from being right with God, if we're not following after the Holy Spirit, we're going to have yucky days. We're going to feel terrible. Um, we're going to be crabby. We're going to be just worried. And just, you know, without him, we're really actually being without him. So I want to read to you, Colossians 3.15 says, And let that peace, that soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule and act as an empire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind and that peaceful state to which its members of Christ so body were also called to live and be thankful and appreciative, giving praise to God always. And so I like how it says to, to just make it that final thing. God, I surrender to you. You have final authority in my life. If you don't want me to do something, I'm not going to do it. If you want me to do something, I'm going to do it. Just surrender and decide that ahead of time, and you're just going to be happy all the time. Really, that is the key to happiness, is just to surrender to Him and realize that He's not trying to take from you. He's trying to give to you. He just has good in mind for you. So everything that He tells you to do is going to be for your good. He's actually leading you to heaven on the earth. You know, when... Um, the disciples asked Jesus what to pray. He said, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we have everything to do with that. That's our call. And so when we live in his will on the earth, he's going to grow us up and bring us to that place where we are his witness and we're doing his will. And when we do what we're created to do, when we do that greater thing, when we live in heaven on the earth, we're going to have that happiness and that is where he's leading us. 
And so if you don't know what to do in a situation and the enemy's putting that pressure on to try to get you to do something that you just don't feel quite right about, don't do it. Follow the way of peace and then let that rule in your heart is what it's saying. And then you're, you're just going to have that happiness, that peace, that joy, and that contentment that we want to have. I want to read to you also, verse 16 says, Let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you in all its richness, right? When you let him dwell in you, you really are rich. You know, so many people think, that this is going to make them happy, that's going to make them happy. And, you know, God kind of grows you through that because we all think that. We all get addicted to things and think this is the thing that's going to make me happy. But when you know him, it's him. He is the one who makes you rich. Um, The other thing I was going to say is follow that pearl, that precious pearl. Follow that diamond because that is the way you want to go. And he is your peace. And you're going to have everything added onto you that you used to go after. In its richness, as you teach and admonish and train one another um, in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in the spiritual things, and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with His grace and His hearts. And, you know, it's so funny because I, I think of how happy I get, and I dance around, and I sing, and um, I'm just going to tell you this. I always, when, I, when I'm with God, I feel like I can be a ballerina. I always wanted to be a ballerina, and I wasn't going to get into this today, but I was going to actually talk about it at some point. And um, anyway, I, I just feel so happy when I'm right with Him when I'm in his presence and he's helped me to do, I'm not going to say that the things that he asked me to do, I can do on my own. I'm not, you know, I so often say, just make me a puppet. Just, I can't do it. It hurts my flesh. I don't want to do it, but I will do it because he told me to do it and just help me to do it. And then he does that. And that's how you get happy. That's how you get excited, you know, and you're going to have people saying, how many cups of coffee did you have today? Or, this today or that today. And it's really that peace that rules in your heart that gives you that joy. Jesus said, he said, I'm telling you to do all these things because I want you to be happy. My joy will be in you in completeness. That's why I'm telling you to do this. I don't want to be your dictator. You know, I don't want you. I want you to have choice. But the reason I'm telling you to do all this stuff is because then you're going to have my joy in you. And, you know, it's so sad to think that Um, We're so fooled by the enemy, even though God tells us, um, and I believe we're going to talk about this tomorrow, God tells us, He warns us of His tactics, and we really have to know Him. And um, it's so sad when I, I got the revelation, I get it, you know, and sometimes I still get overtaken by that lie. But um, I'm going to say two things, I guess. It's so sad to watch other people go through this and not even know what's going on because I know, I get it, I went through it. And not to say that, like I said, I don't get stuck once in a while, I do get stuck. And But it, it makes me mad enough to not get stuck the next time. 
and not in my own strength, of course. I'm like, God, help me not to get stuck here again. Help me not to believe him and get stuck here again. I don't want to be here. I want to be following after you. Correct me. And that's the attitude, and even says you have to have a thankful attitude. That's the attitude that you have to have. You have to want that correction. Because if you don't, the enemy, you're easy prey for him. Jesus told us, he gave us heads up about the enemy. And we have to know, we have, we have to have that understanding and not walk down that path, not give him rule in our life. And the other thing I was going to say, it's so sad for me to watch how um, Christians are depressed and down and out. And, you know, a big thing that Satan uses is food. And um, he makes it so it's their God. And they don't know how to get out of the trap. And um, feeling worse and worse and worse about yourself and letting the enemy beat you up. You know, first he gets you to do it, then he beats you up for it. And um, just living in that trap when all you have to do is just obey God. Just be committed to obey Him and get corrected. Um, just let Him correct you, and then His power will take over. It's nothing you have to do on your own. It's nothing He's trying to take away from you. He's trying to set you free. So in any indecision that you have, like, you know, if you ask God to start helping you um, with this food problem that you might have or whatever problem you have, He's going to start giving you directions. And he, the directions, the instructions He give you, gives you is to help you to be set free from that thing that controls you. You know anything that controls you. God's going to take you down that path to get rid of it. You know, um, I don't know, I just have this weird image of those little things that get on my dogs once in a while, and I forget what they're called. But... Um, and you got to take a tweezers and you got to pull them off. They'll probably come to me soon, but you probably already know what they're called. And are they called ticks? Maybe that's what they're called. Like if you take them out in the woodsy area, they just like to cling on them. So we're always checking them and then we take tweezers and it takes forever to pull it off. And that's how the enemy is. He just wants to get things on you, you know, to take away your peace, your joy, and your contentment. So like using food, for example, if he can get you to just want to have food, you know, and God showed me this, anything you give your body, anything you give your flesh, it wants more and more and more. And that really is the key to getting Jesus, getting enough of Jesus. Because if you give your body Jesus, if you give yourself Jesus, you get addicted to Jesus and he makes you feel so good. You want more and more and more. So that's cool. But um, the enemy, you know, whatever he can get you addicted to, whether it's clothes or um, maybe drinking or smoking or um, whatever it is, you know, buying stuff, whatever it is, if he can get you addicted to that, it's like one of those ticks on you that um, you can't get off anymore because you want it so bad because your flesh keeps getting it. And then it takes away your peace because then... You, God's not your God anymore. That thing is. And so, you know, I'm thinking of Ephesians 2.10 says, when you're recreated in Christ Jesus, when you're born anew, God takes you down that path to recreate you 
down that path that leads to the good life and along that path he's gonna I'm just using this today I never thought of it before but he's gonna get those ticks off you he's gonna get you um, he's gonna get you to the place where all those dead branches are off right Jesus said in John 15 that he is the vine the father's vine dresses dresser we're the branches and he's going to get those dead branches off of us. So you could say he's going to get those ticks off of you so that you're in agreement with God, right? Because he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, then whatever you ask, it's going to be granted to you as representing me. I think it says that in there. And glorifying the Father. When we have our prayers answered, when we have revelation knowledge, when, when we have what we say, he is glorified, and then he said, then you prove to be true disciples of his. And so there's a true disciple and not a true disciple. If you're walking down that path and you're not getting recreated and you've got all these ticks on you, you've got all these other little gods going on, you're not going to have peace. And I didn't even know I was going to talk about this part today, but that is a big peace stealer, anything. You know, you can be addicted to being offended you know, because you're feeling bad and it's all about you and that's an addiction, you know, just having your life to be about you and anything like Jesus described in Mark 4, anything to get you off of that path that leads to the good life, off of that path that leads to eternal life. He is trying to steal God from you. Jesus said that. If you don't get this, you're not going to get anything. As soon as you hear the word and the word is God, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And you have to think about that every day. You have to know that. You have to have that understanding because he's going to come. He's always going to come. You can be sure he's going to ring your doorbell every single day. And, well, maybe not every day. Maybe you get to the point where it'll be every other day. But he's going to come at the most opportune time for him and when you least expect him. And that's why you got to get on your armor every day and resist him and go down that path and get cleaned up. Jesus said to the disciples in John 15, you're washed already because of the word that I've given you. And so the word of God is what cleanses you. So you want to get up every day and get cleaned up. You want to have all those dead branches off. You don't want any ticks on you. You don't want to have any other gods, anything that you serve before God. And then you're going to be happy. That's where your happiness is. Jesus, I'm telling you all this stuff so that you can be happy, so that my joy can be complete in you. And so that is exciting. That's an exciting message. Follow that peace. Whatever gives you peace, follow that. Follow that peace. And that is going to be everything. And when you follow that peace, you're going to learn contentment. You are. You're going to be content, and Paul say that. I've learned to be content in little and or without and in much or something like that. And you learn that because, you know, whether you have a little or you have a lot, you got God. That's your richness, and you get content there. You know, so many people don't even have any recollection, not recollection, any understanding of what really um, this life, this Christian life is about, you got to put everything off and put on Christ. Put him on. Put on that anointed one. 
put him on and represent him on the earth. It's not about your stuff, how much stuff you have. It's not about um, who you think you are kind of thing um, individually. Is It is about him. Your life right here and right now is preparing for eternity. And um, people don't know that. They, they just think they're here and they say this prayer and that's going to get them to heaven. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you get, will get in by the skin of your teeth. I don't know that. I don't know anything. All I know is what um, my relationship with God is. And I know I want to be right with him because I want to be happy and I want to live with him forever. And so whatever he's asking me to do, I'm just saying, please help me do it because I can see clearly I can't do it myself. And I don't want to have any, um, this reminding me of a song that I listen to once in a while, but I don't want to be, and I can't remember how it goes, but I don't want to be have any of the world stuck on me. And that's not how the song goes at all. But I, I just don't want to have um, bow down to anything in the world. I don't, I don't want to be caught up in anything. I want to be on that straight and narrow to eternity. And so I'm willing to be corrected. And um, I, I'm willing to go through whatever I have to go through to get there. And the enemy is going to put you through some hell. He's going to try to stop you. And so, yeah, I believe we're talking about that tomorrow, how to know your enemy. So stay tuned for that. Um, I mean, look for that. And if you never ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, he wants to. He said that in Revelation. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart already. And if you invite him in, everything's a choice. You got to invite him in. He's not going to put pressure on you. You know, when he was here in the physical realm, he said to the disciples, I'm leaving and I'm not going to leave you as orphans, but the Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to be everything that you need, your counselor, your standby, whatever you need. He's going to be that for you. He's going to even remind you of the things I said and tell you things to come. He's not going to speak of his own accord, but he's going to say what the Father tells him to say personally to you. And so that's what it's about. That's what it's about being born again. You get born in the Spirit. You can see things through God's eyes. He shows you truth. You understand things the world doesn't understand because He's living on the inside of you, showing you truth. You have His wisdom, His revelation, knowledge, Him living on the inside of you. Everything you'll ever need is on the inside of you when you say that prayer. It's not just a prayer ticket to heaven, but it's a relationship. It's a commitment to have a relationship with Him. And then you have to cultivate that relationship. You know, he, he's always there for you, but you got to come and sit at his feet. You got to come and give him your attention. You have to look at the word to get to know him. He is his word, John 1. 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word is God. He is his word. So you got to read that word and get it in your heart. And so you can have faith in him. So you can have revelation knowledge so you can recognize him when he speaks to you. So I have to do is say, Jesus, would you come and live on the inside of me and be my God? And he will. He will as soon as you ask him. And he'll even start helping you to feel his presence. But it all has to do with obedience. He said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And when you're obeying him, he's going to manifest himself to you. 
and you're going to have that happiness, that peace, that joy, and that contentment just come and rise up on the inside of you. And you're going to hear them clearly. You know, so many people say, I can't hear God. And it's because they don't obey Him. It's clearly said, you know, if you don't obey Him, then you don't love Him, and then He's not going to manifest Himself to you, reading it backwards. So all you have to do is ask Him to come live on the inside of you. Anytime I can pray with you right now, it's simple. You just say, Jesus, I'm asking you to come live on the inside of me. Be my God. Correct me. Teach me. Help me to have this relationship with you. I thank you that when I read your word, I'll understand it. I thank you that you'll speak to me and lead me in the place you're calling me to be. I thank you that I could represent you well and be your witness, that um, I could show other people who you really are and make a difference in this world. I thank you for coming, living on the inside of me, always being there for me anytime, day or night. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I just felt God prompting me to say this, and um, I sort of said it already, but when you reject Jesus, you're, you're kind of like scooting him out. Even though you said the prayer, you asked him to come live on the inside of you, when you reject him, then you're asking him to leave again. And so then how do you expect to hear him? You know, so many people do that, and they don't hear him, and it's because you're rejecting him. And um, I don't really know if he goes in and out. I suppose he does, because first you're saying yes, then you're saying no. And God said, a double-minded man doesn't receive anything from him. So when you make that commitment, it is truly a commitment. You're getting married, and you're saying, I'm going to go for you. I'm going to live in your kingdom right here on the earth. I'm going to take the time to get to know you. I'm going to get on my knees every morning and be thankful and worship you for everything good that I have. And I thank you that you're going to correct me and teach me your way. I don't, I don't want to be living ignorant, but I want your wisdom and your peace on the inside of me. I want your revelation knowledge. I want you to have your way in me because you know so much more than I do and because you have my happiness, peace, joy and contentment in mind. You want me to prosper in every area of my life. That's what you want to say to him, because that's the truth. And you'll know that truth, and that truth will set you free as you look at the Word. He is His Word, and that's how you're going to get to know Him. So thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.